Okay. Uh, today's vag has been dedicated to David ben Nezira Mazal. Bezat Hashem and the Zechut and Limura Torah and Zechut and Tzedakah. And the Zokas Atayr and the Hashem and Shavan Aliyah. Okay, so thank you, Josh, for making photocopies of Rabbi Sol. Everybody take a packet. And you're on, let me just show you where we're up to on your papers here, okay? So if you turn to the second page of your booklet, okay? Second page of your booklet, we are in the second column, if you want to call it that. It's actually four columns, so column number three. In column number three, let's begin from... Achen b'matzav tikkun hayetze. Okay, second page, column number three. Said them. So he said over here that even if a person came to the level of tikkun hayetze, ach b'matzav tikkun hayetze. Even if a person came to the level of tikkun hayetze, gam bechinas kvishas hayetzroi. Don't stop doing Kvisha. Because even though you uprooted the evil from within yourself, there still is like a, a Mayan a spring, very deep within the person that will bring up more bad coming up again. If there's a big test, it'll cause it to come back, resurface. And he gives an example. We read this before, but I'm going to do it again. A person worked on the Mida of Savlanut. Not to become angry when things don't work out the way he wants it to. Okay? Shiloh, you have the paper? Okay? Because, but even though this person has a lot of savlanut, and he does, he's not easily angered, because he's already controlled himself, but something that's very big, that will be like heavy sand, very difficult test. He doesn't uh, go into it. So this is the line I want to talk about today. So basically, what he's talking about is a person who developed a tremendous ability to have self-control and not have anger. Okay? Tikunayetze. Came to the level of Tikunayetze. So like we explained last time, he used all kinds of different kelim to develop within himself the ability not to get angry. That his ratzon, if it's not met, it's not the worst thing in the world. Okay? He learned how to be a samech b'chelka. He worked on chayvus halavav v'shar b'tochen. He acquired menucha sanefesh. He's very, understands Hashem runs the world. He doesn't get rattled. He's unbelievable. The guy doesn't get angry. Doesn't have kas. He removes from himself the midah of kas. Totally. Now, all of a sudden one day, he gets a test, a very strong test, that all of a sudden now, 
it's, it's almost impossible for him not to get angry because he wasn't used to this. It's a big test. That means that even when a person comes to the perfected level of controlling his anger, still within the person there's still an opportunity to maybe become angry because the, the person cannot become totally clean. It has, there is something there. So now he has this test and he has like now a challenge and he might fall. And that's why Rabbi Sosalanta says, don't forget, you have to still work on self-control, because if you don't work on self-control, when you're going to be faced by a big test, you're going to fall. But the line that I want to focus on today is this exact line. That if he does fall, laharos binyano hatov asher He will destroy the building, the good building that he acquired with his hard work. Okay, you see that in your book? See that in your photocopy? Mm-hmm. Huh? You over here it says laharum binyano. But it really means laharos binyano. Or to remove his binyano, to destroy his binyano. Laharos binyano, that's the right nusach. He to destroy the binyano toiv, okay? And here's the question, okay? Sheila, listen to this question. Very good question. You have a guy who worked on himself and now he doesn't get angry, okay? In his daily world that he's living in, he doesn't get angry. Now, he's faced with a test. Rabbi Sosalanta says that if he falls, he's going to destroy the building that he built. What's the building that he built? His level, his madrega, not to have cost. He's going to lose it. Question. A guy goes ahead and he builds himself up and he makes tikkun and everything. And let's say he falls one time. Okay, so he did a bad thing. He fell. He did an avera. But you're going to tell me now all his hard work for the last 10 years of working on himself, uh, of, of, of learning how to control his costs, is lost with one nefila. Laharos bin yano. He's gone. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Even when you're working on yourself and you're growing, right? Sometimes along the way you fall. Okay. You fall, you get up. But that's when you're working on yourself. Okay, so let's say you want to work. You had one year either, you're done? Huh? You a perfectionist? No, I'm <laughs> All or nothing? No, I'm just saying. Huh? We're talking about a guy who's... who's it's true. Tikkun, so. He came to Tikkun, but one to feel he lost his whole binion? Nothing left? Huh? Now he has to start from scratch again? Who understands this line of uh, Rabbi Shalom Anybody? Mm-hmm. You understand it? Um, yeah. You understand it? You're such a perfectionist. <laughs> I will get to this time in a minute. Okay? See, Shlomo was in my house for Shabbos. He knows my Torah coming up. But let's understand this. The question is a very strong question. Is the Olam Maskim to the Kasha? Shiloh, you mask him to the Kasha? Shlomo, you mask him to the Kasha? Two Shlomos. Huh? You mask him to the Kasha? The Kasha is like this. Rabbi Shalom says, a guy built a building. He doesn't get angry. One day he gets a hard test, he falls. He says, if he falls, he's going to be haros binyano hatov. He's going to destroy his building. Question. Ten years of hard work, one avera destroys the building. How can it be? 
It's impossible that for this guy to get back into Tikkun should be so hard that he has to restart his 10 years worth of work. It's impossible to say that. He's still holding light years ahead of other people. Light years. And there's no question that if he gets back in the game, he can fix himself up. So what, what binion was destroyed? So here's the word, Rabbi what I think. Okay? So Shlomo over here was by my house for Shabbos, and so was Binyamin. And I said over a stipler, I'm not going to go through the whole, whole stipler, but I'm going to bring out a, a lumbus over there. Okay? So basically what the stipler was talking about was a person who, by him, he excelled in Midas HaMS. Okay? To the point that the Midas HaMS within the person, by him, the tsura of lying is not an option. Let's take Reb Chaim Karayevsky. <clears throat> Reb Chaim Karayevsky, the option of making Bitul Torah doesn't exist in this world. Correct? It's not an option. That The scenario of Bitul Torah doesn't come into his reality. Because being Mevatul Torah to Reb Chaim Karayevsky is like a steward to being a person. It just, it's not an option. If you go to a woman, Ishatsinua, a regular woman, right? And for her, the option to make znus is not an option of Matthias. It's not a question of price. If a woman would do it for a billion dollars, she's already a zoina. It's only a question of the price. But Ishatsinua, the, the tsiur of znus is not an option. It's not a Matthias. Correct? So certain things, they become not a Matthias. For certain people, lying is not a, is not an option. For certain people, znus is not an option. For certain people, bitul Torah is not an option, right? Now. So that's something that comes along with tikkun When a person makes tikkun and it becomes natural not to get angry, they come to such a level that they changed. Their tzuras hachayim changes. Not just their actions are better. See, we're always focused on behavior, 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 behavior. It's not a question of behaviors. What happens is your tzuras hachayim changes. What fits with your personality, your reality, is changed. A ben Torah is not a person who happens to learn more or pray better, or do more mitzvahs. It's a different suras ha'odom, where certain things just don't fit in that world. They're not options. That's a change in the person, and his self-image, and everything. That's what goes into the person. And therefore, just like the stipler said, that if a person would break his shivu'ah one time, the shivu'ah means... That he was maftiach in such a way that the midas ha'emes is mechayv, they shouldn't break that under any circumstances whatsoever. But once he breaks it once, that here's the umik of what the disciples saying. Then the possibility to lie is something that belongs in his life. Now, does it mean he's going to lie every second? He's all of a sudden going to turn into a pathological liar and lie every single second? Chas Whoever says that is a fool. But since there's a possibility of that, 
that under tremendous duress, like what he was talking about, that if Paro would, if Yosef HaTzadik would break the Shavuot that he gave to his father to bury him in Eretz Yisrael, he told Paro, it's to your benefit that I don't break that Shavuot. Because if I break that Shavuot, that means there's a possibility in my life to break a Shavuot. And I made a Shavuot to you that I'm not going to tell anybody that you don't know Lashon Kodesh. So if I'm under a lot of stress and pressure, then since that possibility to not keep my word is a reality in my world, I will lie about that. I will I will break that Shavuot too. Right? So, Ustaka wasn't saying that Yosef HaTzadik was telling Paro, if I lie once, now I'm a pathological liar. And I won't keep my word ever, you know? Of course not. Of course not. Yosef HaTzadik was the Ish Emet to the highest degree. But at this point in his life, to, to lie or to break your word or not to keep your shvur is not an option, Bakhlal. Once I do it once, it's an option. I do it once, it's an option. Once it's an option, it's possible that I will do it again under certain circumstances. That binion is destroyed. Not, I'm going to lie every second. The binion that I created in the Tzuras Sa'odah, that that thing is not an option, that's what is a sakana to lose. So that's what Rabbi Shosh about to say. This guy over here, he never, ever gets angry if his will doesn't come to fruition. Or if something happens in his life that's going against his will. Never, ever lies. Is it because he controls himself every time? No. Because he developed a human being that doesn't, lie, doesn't get angry. That's the human being he developed. It's no more an option by him. It's not part of his reality. It's like a person who became such a masmid that bitl terror is not an option. It's not an option. So even if the most catastrophic thing is going on in his life, and there's no menuch sanefesh, he will learn. Because it's like not living. I was just reading on Chavez. On Chavez, I like to read a little bit when I have a few minutes to read the Sefer Tnula Samusa. So I was reading about Harab Bloch, Shure Das, basically Bloch. Musa. So there was a story that they were writing about how when his daughter was very, very sick and Mamish, everybody was flipping out, it was like moments left. And he went and he learned. He got into learning. Like, by these guys, it wasn't an option not to learn even in the most catastrophic moments. Because it's like not eating or not breathing, you know? So that's a binion that you created in the truest order. It's not a question of mitzvahs. Over here, Rabbi Sosalant is saying that Legabe, the Midas Asavlanus, it became not an option. If you're going to get a big test and you're going to fall, so what binion did you break? Now it's an option. It doesn't mean you're going to be start all of a sudden becoming a big balkash like you were from the beginning of your 10 years worth of work. And when anybody learns like that, is making a mistake for sure. But the binion, that it's not an option, that goes away. 
That's what I think is pshat. Okay, we have to stop here because of shachrit.